We're exploring the difference between the world's two leading soft drinks, this time studying our subjects in their natural habitat. The chimp who drank Coke became a great friend to Tarzan, king of the jungle. Meanwhile, the chimp who drank Pepsi became a very close friend of Jane. Dateline Jessoon is next on the Gridley Wave Network. From the Chicago Bureau of the Barsoomian Blade. Dateline Jessoon. A Panthen Press production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure, here's your host, Elmo. Welcome to show number 43. I was doing a little research recently about where Edgar Rice Burroughs got the name Billy Byrne, from one of my favorite books, The Mucker. And here's what I found. It's clear that Edgar Rice Burroughs was a discerning reader of newspapers, and that his publication of choice was the Chicago Daily Tribune, which its editors had modestly dubbed the world's greatest newspaper. Do the initials WGN sound familiar? At the end of The Mucker, Detective Sergeant Flanagan convinces Billy Byrne that he's in the clear by showing him printed proof from that fine periodical. Wait, I got a clipping from the trib in my clothes somewheres that gives all the dope, the Chicago copper tells the fugitive mucker. Burroughs himself saved a number of trib clippings. He'd been contributing anecdotes and poems to two of the paper's most popular features since 1910. One was a sports column, called In the Wake of the News, and the other a menagerie of blurbs called A Linotype or Two. The line column was compiled by Bert Leston Taylor, who signed the piece as BLT. Lloyd Wendt's massive history of the Tribune, The Rise of a Great American Newspaper, describes the line as a highly popular column of humor, verse, and quips, most of which was submitted by readers. A typical example that I found in the archives, Old Bill Byrne says a day or two at the wash tub and a week at the sawbuck is an infallible cure for the soulmate trouble. Bill is hopelessly old-fashioned. More on Old Bill Byrne in a bit. Taylor peppered the column with gentle barbs at readers, who fired back at him and each other. ERB contributed to the fun as Normal Bean, the pseudonym he would use, of course, when All Story published Under the Moons of Mars in February of 1912. Burroughs seemed to love the line's good-natured ribbing and apparently the thrill that all writers get from seeing their words in print. In The Man Who Created Tarzan, Erwin Porges described E.R.B.'s Tribune poems as works of pleasure, 
as opposed to the fiction he wrote for money. Fanzine writers and internet bloggers know all about that unpaid thrill. In a way, the line was much like the email lists and message boards of today. ERB continued contributing to the column, as normal being, long after gaining fame elsewhere, as Edgar Rice Burroughs. Taylor acknowledged the beginning of ERB's professional success with this item on September 16, 1912. The dangers of encouraging contribs is illustrated by the case of Normal Bean, who has broken into the All Story magazine for October with a novelette. Now you probably recognize that is a reference to the first appearance of Tarzan of the Apes. ERB fondly remembered those days. According to Porges, he inscribed a first edition of Tarzan of the Apes to Taylor. Quote, You may not read it, BLT, this book what I have wrote, but if you throw it on the floor, I hope it gets your goat. <laughs> and Porges refers to a 1927 letter from a former office assistant, which generated this response from Burroughs. Quote, how many changes have occurred since the days when you carried my immortal lines to BLT? Given his enthusiasm for the line, Burroughs would have been familiar with the name Bill Byrne, a proofreader at the Tribune and one of the column's most prolific contributors. The little jokes and sayings that Byrne offered around the newsroom were passed on to readers by Taylor dozens of times over the years. In fact, the month before Burroughs sat down to write the mucker, this item appeared on July 19, 1913. Old Bill Byrne allows that one of life's little irritations is to have an author picture the hero in the first chapter as a handsome chap with a clean heart, and then make a rummy out of him in the last. Did Burroughs take that observation to heart? Billy Byrne of the Mucker is the opposite of what old Bill Byrne of the Tribune disliked in a fictional character. Our hooligan from Grand Avenue starts off as a pasty-faced, drunken street brawler and turns into a handsome chap with a clean heart by the end of the book. I think the name of Burroughs' West Side Hero was something of an inside joke for Linotype or two readers. And you know what? He had reason to poke a proofreader. The one over at All Story had changed Burroughs' normal being byline to Norman for Under the Moons of Mars. Now get this, you double-crossing chimpanzee. There ain't going to be any interview and there ain't going to be any story. And that certified check of yours is leaving with me in 20 minutes. I wouldn't cover the burning of Rome for you if they were just lighting it up. And if I ever lay my two eyes on you again, I'm going to walk right up to you and hammer on that monkey skull of yours till it rings like a Chinese gong. I was watching Comedy Central recently, and I came across this bit by comedian Sean Cullen. And it's just ludicrous and bizarre, and I'm not even sure why I'm playing it for you, but here you go. For me, it's all about breaking down walls, building bridges. 
That's what it's all about, you know? So I wrote this song, and I, and I hope it speaks to you tonight. There was a woman who lived alone Nobody called her on the telephone She went into the woods one day Found the young chimp who had gone astray She took that little primate home So she wouldn't have to be alone They spent the winter together Warming their love despite the harshness of the winter weather And the woman were happy there The chimp was safe The woman had found a friend But the townsfolk heard of this Bizarre affair They said how could you love A creature that is covered with hair They came with axes and torches they burned their front and back porches. They kicked in the door, shouting death to the chimp-loving whore. But she was gone. No one knew where they went. Years went by and the world spun around. Then one day, a strange creature walked into town. It came in from the wild end. It was a half human, half chimp, hybrid child. And it said, Oh, yeah, I'm a chimpy child. I'm looking forward to the smile. If we could live in peace, then all hatred would cease. We could live with love, get the blessings from up above. Just hold hands, maybe then we'd understand. And the people, the people, they beat him to death with the rock. And that wraps it up for show number 43. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago signing off. And the people, the people, they beat him to death with the rock.